And I call them devils, these kiddie devils, right? This is any team, truthfully, I'm, I mean this hand in heart, any team who can plot and implement and take down clear at the moment, I, I do think it's kiddie. Join myself, Willow Callahan, along with James Skehill and Paul Murphy for the best insight this hurling season. OTB AM With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Okay, so the uh, Electric Ireland GA Minor Hurling Championship reaches its conclusion this weekend. The final between Tipperary and Offaly on Sunday, the 3rd of July. Tickets for the match, uh, which throws off, throws in at uh, half past one in UPMC Nolan Park, are available for purchase at ga.ie forward slash tickets. TG Carr are airing the match live with coverage starting at one o'clock. And I'm delighted to say former Cork Minor Hurler, amongst other things, Owen Cadigan is with us. Uh, Owen, good morning to you. How are you getting on? Morning, lads. How are you? Yeah, good. Tommy Walter just on there pointing out how much of a revolution it is for Offaly to have a team in the All Ireland Minor Hurling Final. And uh, like, if there is going to be another, a second or third coming of Offaly hurling, then this is where it really needs to start with with the underage groups and whatever work they're doing in Offaly at underage level, it's really starting to bear fruit. Yeah, it's pretty evident, I suppose. If even if you look back to last year's under twenty All Ireland football success, and now to be another All Ireland final at minor level. It's as clear as day that the work that's been put in at ground level and by Michael Dignan, I suppose, is quite progressive one. And two, they've identified that we need up-and-coming players to be getting to semi-finals, finals, not alone competing, but winning. Um, and ultimately, that builds confidence within the county, within the supporters, and most importantly, within the players. So uh, it's a massive achievement to have another team in an all final uh, against Tipperary. And... I suppose I've seen it firsthand myself at underage level. Tipperary have won under 21s minor titles, so it should make for a cracking game. Uh, Tommy and Joe were also chatting around uh, siblings and how some households can be very similar, some households can be very different. Uh, are the Cadigan brothers uh, similar hurlers or, or very, very different? Very, very different. Uh, I would describe Alan as the greyhound in the family. He's got the speed, always needs to be ready to go, whereas I'm a bit like a donkey, just get out, get it done. Uh, play full back, so that says enough about it, doesn't it? Well, I was going to say, because like, uh, the point was, like, uh, the Tipperary Mars are very similar, and I would have said uh, Tommy yeah. and Park Walsh, fairly similar, certainly similar uh, levels of flexibility. I guess Alan just grew up marking you in the back garden. Is that how you were the back and he was the forward? Well, Alan used to come to all the minor training sessions. He used to come to all the 21 training sessions. And when I first started with Park in the senior squad, he used to come to the ball alley with us. He used to come down and puck the balls out from behind the goal. So he wouldn't ever say very much, but I, for sure, he was definitely taking it all in because he certainly made his own stamp in terms of the standards that he bears for himself and his ability to win his own ball independently. And I suppose that reflected last week when he did get a chance against Galway. Yeah, and I suppose if he was uh, coming up against you, in fairness, to to win the ball, you'd have to get out in front. And even well, then, you this, there was there was a few um, times during our club training sessions, and even after some of the Cork training sessions, internal games, that there wasn't a whole pile of talk at the dinner table when we came home. <laughs> but it was pretty quick to pick up on it too. I can tell you. <laughs> well, you know, you got, you got to drive the standards, however, however they come. Um, we weren't sure whether or not to talk to you about the football last weekend or the hurling this weekend, so we may as well we've, we've started with the hurling. Um, yeah. if 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 you were playing this weekend, uh, who would you most be looking forward to picking up on? Um, and that's this Limerick team, for example. If you know in the week in training, if the manager was taking you sides, okay, your job this weekend is going to be X. Who would you most be uh, looking forward to marking? 
I don't know what looking forward to marking any of those Limerick fellas would be the right description. Um, I've been lucky enough to be in text with, I suppose, marking plenty of different ones there, Tom Marcy, and Glenn, Garrod Hergerty, um, and they all bring their own, I suppose, one, physical attributes, and two, obviously, the skill level that they have is immense. Um, I think from a defender's perspective that they're so in sync with each other and they have such an understanding of even their runs for puckouts, like, it's... It's very well done. Like um, everyone thinks that Nicky Quaid is orchestrating things, but Nicky Quaid is actually hitting the best option at the right moment based off the types of runs that they're doing, and they know exactly what they're doing. There, there's no potluck with the pockets. Like um, even in last year's All Ireland final, uh, I remember at one stage, Tom Marcy, Keen Lynch, and Gerard Hegarty all had gone to the opposite 65 and were trotting back to the positions. So we were waiting to pick him up. And they were just looking at each other, and I knew damn well that there was something happening. And before you knew it, Keane Lynch had blocked the run. Tom Marcy had made a run laterally, which you thought was going the whole way, and then he peeled around the back and got the ball in over the top. Like so, very very smart individuals. Um, I think out of all the fellas, I've had plenty of battles with would probably be Aaron Glenn. Um, I said it once I retired. He's a massively physically imposing player, and you don't typically get that from forwards usually. But if you want to mix it with him, he'll mix it back and. Ultimately, he'll do damage when it's needed most in terms of scoring goals and points. And he's a top, top class forward. He he loves defending puck outs and winning dirty ball as much as getting scores. And I think that's as a whole, as a group. So um, they're just a top class side. They're outstanding. And if I was the guest right now, I see them being an in final. Based off what I've seen today from... Galway in the Leinster final and obviously against Cork last week. Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough and, and they're, they're definitely the favourites to do so. Can you just take us back to that? So you're, you're on the field and the three lads are... So your defence is, is uh, on kind of your own 45. Is that where... Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose they're coming back after filtering back the field uh, and as they're coming back, obviously it's something to do with either their positioning uh, or after maybe... 65 after free they have set runs um, and that one from Tom Marcy in behind once these guys get in behind you early you're in trouble because they're so good in the air and I think you'll see that from Tom Marcy when he caught that ball against um, Claire was it? Um, yeah Claire and offloaded the Garrow it's where they're in behind you when they're most dangerous same with Aaron Glenn when the ball is coming in the air he likes to get, swivel in around behind you and as a defender, you just can't leave that happen. You need, I'd much prefer to have those guys in my eyesight in front of me than to have them in behind me because that's when they're most dangerous. The other thing is it feels like, it feels like certainly when you're watching them and, and when you're at matches, you can see the space that they create and how quickly they realise the goal is on. Like yeah. there's a ruthlessness about going for goals, which, you know, it, it, sometimes they just, they beat you with 27 points and they don't need to do the, the goal thing. But there's always this kind of, I guess as a defender, there must be a constant tension, like two steps the wrong direction and they're going to feel like they have just enough space to get a pass away for somebody to else to be in space and therefore it's going to be in the back of your net. And it's that fast. Yeah, and I suppose if... I know a lot of things obviously went wrong in last year's Ireland final and the score was very evident of that. Um, but earlier in the year, in the Munster Championship, we decided to push hard on them in their half-forward line on Gerald Hegarty, uh, Tom Marcy and Keane Lynch. And we actually got a, quite a bit of success, but the catch-22 and pushing hard in their half-forward line 
is that it creates so much space in behind and you're selling out your full back line in my opinion if you do that um, and even though we negated the half forward line they created oodles of goal chances by runners bypassing us um, and they again like all excellent teams they're they're able to adapt to the situation in front of them and they knew that we were pushing hard on them so the runs were nearly with fierce intent but there was no real meaningful for actually getting the ball they were just dragging out of the position knowing you were going to follow um, so they have danger on the outside line they have danger on the inside line their halfbacks can score I think Dimmer Burns got nine points in the last game um, so they can score from everywhere so and the system doesn't change typically the personnel doesn't change um, so it's worked for them uh, and it's still working for them and you'd have to take your hat off to them in retrospect, is there anything you could have done differently in last year's All-Ireland Final that would have had a significant influence on the outcome? Um, obviously, Keen Lynch is, um, I suppose, what he contributed that day in terms of possessions, spreading the ball, rather than pos- possibly holding our lines, we should have possibly man-marked him. Um, and if he really wanted to, I suppose... This is a very negative word, the sweeper. We possibly should have filtered one back in behind and allowed our centre-back to push hard on them. Um, obviously, then you have a protection in numbers. Uh, it creates a bit of space, and it's, I suppose it might be something slightly different that Limerick might not have been used to. But again, hindsight is, is easy to talk about, lads. We went into that all final really, really feeling that we had a chance. Um, Any time I've played them over the last couple of years, I've always felt that we had the capability of beating them, um, especially after 2019. Um, above in the Gaelic rounds now you can say that's a once-off and it was a once-off but I suppose there's you know exactly what you're going to get from them it's can you match at one and getting goals against them is critical if you have any hope of beating them So say if in uh, an alternate universe you were the man who was asked to man-mark Kean Lynch in that situation What can you do? Well, like, what, 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 like, tell, tell us all the, the the tricks of the trade that you would be pulling out to, to try and quell the guy who's been referred to as the Messi of hurling. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Um, I suppose I, I'm a realist. Like, I, I understand my limitations. I understand what I was good at as a player. Um, I suppose there's fierce clarity in being told to push on a man because you have to be tight all the time, and if you're not, then you're you're not doing your job correctly. Um, I suppose as a defender, you're you're essentially trying to negate someone. You're you're trying to stop what they're doing all the time. You're trying to stop what they're good at and what they enjoy doing. And that's typically what Farr is doing, like taking scores, you know, moments of brilliance. Your job as a defender is to really stop that, that influence. Um and I think that if you had pushed a bit harder on him um and possibly sat one back in between, it might have been different. But again, hindsight is an easy thing. Um but like you're, you're dealing, as you said, the Messi of hurling. Like he he can do things with his wrists and his hands. Like his ability to move the ball out of those contact areas where there's three and four trying to close him down, and next thing the ball is out, and you're under even more pressure because you've got runners coming away, then uh, heading straight for goal, and no better boys and Gary O'Toole and Tom Marcy to break the line, create the opportunity. If it's on to finish, they will. But they're they're um, unselfish to be able to pass it off too. So or Kyle Hayes um, from deeper, or who knows where he starts. But yeah, like it, and that's the problem. Even when you were talking earlier on about like um, when when you went tight on them as a half back line, they just they just run out the field. They've got the brain power 
as well yeah. as the physical attributes and the hurling skill, they also have the brain power to recognise, okay, that's what you're doing, we'll just do this to counteract it. It's, um, it is a very high level they're, they're operating at. But I guess the, the point about these questions is that it's not just hindsight that like Shefflin this week and, and his backroom team have the opportunity to plot something. Is there anything that Galway have that give them a sense that actually, you know what, we match up really well against these in, in these areas. And so therefore, this is going to be a much tighter game than people are thinking. And it's not going to be six points. It's going to be in the melting pot at the end. And who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I, I'd be interested because obviously I was a, a very close spectator to last weekend's game between Cork and Galway. And um, I suppose what was noticeable was they were isolating Conor Whelan essentially in a 1v1 and everyone else was after pulling out the field. Um Limerick typically don't follow. So, like, even Tony Kelly getting 12, 14, 16 scores, they don't really care. Like, they believe that by holding their shape, working the ball through lines, that inevitably, if you want to go for a shootout, we're going to beat you every time. Um, how they, if they do isolate Conor Whelan with 45 yards of space either side, where does Barry Nash go? Where does Sean Finn go? Will they hold? Will they push? One might push and one might stay. Um I think Galway have all the physical attributes to be able to complete physically with them. Um, my concern would be that, like that scenario where I described Keane Lynch moving the ball out of the, of the tight contact zones in between the two middle thirds, I think Limerick have the capability just to get it out, get it out of there quick. So regardless how big and physical you are, they just have the hurling smarts to get it out of where you don't want it to be, to the wings, and then deliver long diagonal ball. Um like Galway had two sweepers back at different stages in the first half uh, against Cork and Cork probably their half ordering played slightly too deep because it allowed two sweepers to sit in front of Alan Connolly um, and Tim O'Mahony and you know that's just inevitably that's impossible to break down in terms of long balls in because Dahi Burke will have the smarts to get the ball to the ground play set up and away they go like so it'll make for interesting um viewing for sure but I, I purely based on what I've seen this year I just can't see them being beaten All right. just being oh, and good stuff great to have you with us this morning thanks a million for your time cheers Thanks, guys. It's uh, Cork's own Cadigan there. A reminder tickets for the Electric Ireland GA minor hurling championship final between Tip and Offley on this Sunday are available to purchase at ga.ie forward slash tickets. TG Carr will be airing the match live with coverage starting at one o'clock. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.